Disrupting Japan, Episode 4. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. Today we sit down with Ikuo Hiraishi of Sunbridge Global Ventures and、uh, quite a few companies before that. Ikuo is a successful serial entrepreneur here in Tokyo who's begun investing and mentoring the next generation of Japanese startups. Now, People like Ikuo are commonplace all over Europe and America. In fact, really,、um, the entire startup ecosystem is based on people like this. However, they're still relatively rare here in Japan. So his insights are really quite interesting. Ikuo has recently published a book on the importance of failure, and we'll talk a bit about the changing Japanese attitudes towards failure, both among startups and society in general. Uh, we talk about the changing nature of startups in Japan, how the job market for startups has changed in Japan, and some unique perspectives on what's going on in Osaka. I hope you enjoy it. So,、uh, Iko, I'm really glad to have you here. Uh huh. You, my pleasure. Thank you. You are a bit of a, a very unusual Creature in the Tokyo startup uh-huh. ecosystem, uh-huh.、Um, in that you've you've successfully you've been a very successful entrepreneur. Thank you. And you're now running、uh, Sunbridge Global Ventures as a VC.、Uh-huh. You were an early member of Web Crew, which IPO'd、mm-hmm. successfully. Yeah.、Uh, you started Interscope,、uh-huh. which was acquired by Yahoo. Yeah. And you've had some some other. Other ventures as well that didn't turn out quite as successfully.、Uh, actually, it's、uh, screwed up. <laughs> okay, well, Lord knows I've done that. Let's let's talk about your perspective as、uh, the venture capital scene here in Tokyo, because、mm-hmm. um, I think you've got a really unique one in that you can really、mm-hmm. see it from both sides.、Uh-huh. What is the biggest difference between, say, VCs here in? In Japan、mm-hmm. and accelerators here in Japan,、mm-hmm. and what we find in Silicon Valley、mm-hmm. or London or overseas.、Uh-huh. I see.、Uh, it's a really good but a difficult question. First of all, in general,、uh, VC is not really、uh, matured. Of course, it has started from sometime nineteen、uh, seventies, but the, at the time,、uh, the VC, for example, Jafco. Uh, they were established as a subsidiary of the Nomura Security Company, so subsidiary of、uh, over a big corporation. So were they mostly focused on、uh, late stage companies yes, or industrial right. companies? Right, and also, of course, those people have not, of course, not being as entrepreneur, so they have not、uh, understood what the、uh, what kind of people. Entrepreneurs are, or、right. uh, what kind of organization seed or early stage startups are. Back then, you were on the the other side of the table. You were you、yeah. were a startup looking for money. Right, right. So, what was it like? Did they just simply not understand the whole concept、uh-huh. of of small companies,、uh-huh. or were they just trying hard but applying the wrong tools?、Mm-hmm. What what was it like back then? At the time, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't think anything about the、uh, you know、uh, financing from the venture capital because、uh, I was running my very small company、uh, only with my uh, uh, you know self capital, so I was afraid、uh, to let somebody in to my company as a shareholders. So sometimes、uh, I you know I would be kicked off. 
kicked out. <laughs> uh, at the time, uh, there are lots of, uh, not lots of, but anyway, angel investors. Right. Who, of course, had no knowledge about the internet. Recently, uh, nowadays, there are lots of uh, angel investors who have experienced or who uh, succeeded his or her own setup. So, uh, seed money with uh, such uh, experiences and also a network around the internet business. So, those aspects are really different. That is uh, one of the most different things, you know, compared to the uh, uh, around the uh, 2000 and the after 2010. Well, this is interesting because this is a topic that, that you and I have talked about a lot. Yeah. The, the importance of having the startup community in Japan mm-hmm. led by founders mm-hmm. rather than VCs. Right. Are there a lot of angel investors that are former, uh, that, that got their money from their own startups that are coming at it from a uh, founder's perspective rather than a finance perspective? Right. So before, we had angel investors who are uh, rich family or doctors, lawyers, or a family-owned uh, small and uh, medium enterprise or management owner. So, of course, they, they had no idea uh, what Internet was or is. Right. But the, now, as you just mentioned, there are lots of uh, millionaires and the, you know, some billionaires who made his or her setup successful, so they can invest in uh, you know quick decision. Do you think that trend is going to continue? Mm, I think uh, it's going to be uh, continued because the uh, IPO market in Japan is now getting back and they're really uh, positive. And the you know Tokyo Stock Exchange market uh, opened their window uh, to their uh, newcomers. So they relaxed their listing requirements? Yes. Okay. Lots of VCs who had no policy or philosophy, you know, gone. So the VCs uh, now existing has uh, some specific position or uh, know-how or track records. VCs were kind of screened out uh, for the last 10 or 12 years. Okay. So the VCs now... So they have some kind of, anyway, uh, existing value. So it's sort of the survival of the fittest yeah, with kind the of VCs. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that people will be, people overseas will be pleasantly surprised and impressed at how how good things are going in Japan mm-hmm. for VC. Because mm-hmm. um, I think overseas, especially, people see press releases, mm-hmm. which is a lot of government initiatives and. Uh-huh. and like uh, INCJ? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so big announcements that sometimes lead to things, sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. But actually, you're involved with uh, what seems like a really one of the better and smarter government initiatives in uh-huh. uh, Osaka. With Osaka City uh, wanting to invest and create its own fund. The purpose of the investment from the city of Osaka is not for the profit, of course. Economy, economy in Osaka has reduced... Uh, dramatically last 20 years because the uh, structure of uh, industrial uh, things in Osaka right. uh, has not been changing. Still, you know, belong to the uh, Panasonic or Shop, such a, you know, electronic-related... Uh, so it's still bit. very manufacturing-based right, economy. Right, right. And also, uh, the other problem is uh, the economy of Osaka uh, is 
consisted with their kind of subcontract uh, small and medium enterprises. Uh, on the top of the, that hierarchy uh, is the uh, Panasonic or Chef, such a, you know, electricity-related right. manufacturers. And the, uh, uh, they have a subcontract and a sub-subcontract, and you know, those, you know, vertical hierarchy is the basic structure of the Osaka. And this is one thing that um, a lot of Westerners looking at the statistics in Japan uh-huh. will see thousands and thousands and thousands of small, seemingly entrepreneurial companies. But uh-huh. most of these companies have a single customer. Yeah. And they're supporting a large company supply chain. Yeah, right, right. So in a sense, they don't really count as what we think of as entrepreneurial mm-hmm. companies. No, no, no. It's a, just an SME anyway. Right. Not a M. Small. Very, yeah. very small. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a medium enterprise. Right. A small enterprise. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why uh, their economical power uh, has been reducing. You know, lots of manufacturing is, you know, going out from Japan to the Southeast Asian countries because of the uh, labor cost. Right. So they need to be, uh, you know, changing uh, as their uh, industrial structure. Is it working? Are they making progress? Just started. So we need to look and see another five or ten years, I think. Okay, okay let's actually let's talk about kind of your personal experience back okay. when you were running companies. Right. So um, one of the things you've, you've said that I always thought was really interesting was that you've learned more from your failures yes. than your successes. Right. What were some of your failures that you learned the most from? Team uh, is really important. The reason uh, WebCrew and Interscope have achieved somewhat you know, successful result uh, was both of the companies started as a team. If WebCrew, the game WebCrew started trying was a baseball, so they, I would say we, didn't have their nine positions. However, we had a five positions. But the dream vision, if the game I was trying to do was the uh, uh, football, so we have only uh, one or two positions out of the uh, 11 positions. So we could not make any in a pass or game. So but the web crew, Interscope, they, we started there as a team from the beginning. So did you... Why did that happen? Was it something intentional or something you realized after you'd already started that you didn't have the right team together? Good, 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 good question. The people who are interested in being an entrepreneur uh, is really uh, active and uh, have their strong philosophy, kind of explicit the way of thinking or attitude okay. or criteria. So those... Guys, if those guys, you know, kind of form their team together, their energy to communicate each other, to come in the same direction is really, really high and difficult and uh, lots of arguments and uh, lots of energy or Required. So you found that the team was just going and pulling in different directions? Yeah, so, but uh, we need to you know, put it together to the same direction, right? Right. So to make it happen, so lots of energies are required. So that is really tough. So I was so tired of kind of you know, keeping an argument among the management. Right. 
Was the mistake that you had the wrong team, or was the mistake that you chose something you weren't really passionate about? Both. Both. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I realized uh, uh, the game I was pursuing was uh, too big, and I was not, you know, capable. So I changed the uh, business to run the company, but the the business is a recruiting agency business for the uh, startups. So, but the, as I anticipated, uh, the things and the business are not really exciting at all for me. So even though uh, uh, Dream Vision is beca- uh, becoming uh, uh, kind of profitable, but the, uh, I could not find any reason to keep running the company. So I shut down. That stuff, uh, of course, you know, really you know, mad at me uh, So when I shut down the business. So the situation is more interesting than the uh, trendy drama. Yeah, it always is. <laughs> when you change from being an entrepreneur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to becoming a VC, mm-hmm. what do you miss most about mm-hmm. not being an entrepreneur? I don't think I have anything I have missed. Since I uh, uh, took the different side of the table uh, from the entrepreneur to the uh, investor, uh, because I have not identified myself uh, as an investor or a venture capitalist. Uh, if I am a wealthy person to invest in or to invest from my pocket money, uh, I would say I'm an investor. Right now, uh, I have invested in the several startups uh, from their money uh, I raised as a fund. Oh, so you, you still have, you're, you're still, Sunbridge is still very much like a startup then. Yeah. You still are, have investors yes. <laughs> that you have to answer to. Right. And uh, we are struggling. Uh, you know, we are not a big fund. So uh, we cannot make our company run uh, only with the uh, management fee from the fund. Right. So uh, we need to, you know, raise the another money to keep running. So this is really a kind of setup, uh, really early stage of the setup. And when you're talking about raising other money, do you mean revenue? I mean, you mean revenue, not raising new funds? No. What sort of services are you offering to raise the revenue? Uh, okay, uh, one of the uh, revenues uh, now we have uh, is the uh, fee from the uh, running the incubation center at the Osaka. Oh, right. And the, that, it, this is the, another big part of, for me. Uh, if I were uh, wealthy enough to invest from my pocket money personally, I definitely uh, define myself. I'm an investor. But the now... Uh, I have invested in to the setups from the money I raised as a fund. That is not the investor. That it's makes a sense. Because investing a business. Right, right. Other than that, an investor. Right. Because it's not, it's you have your investors, you still have to find uh, customers and, right. and new revenue right. sources. So right. it's, it's very much running a VC as a startup. Yeah, right. Are there any other funds in Japan that you know of that are operating the way kind of you do, where it really is a startup philosophy, mm-hmm. where it's not just taking their management fee, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that are actually trying to go out and, and sell things, that mm-hmm. have customers? Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, East Ventures 
uh, right. which is uh, operated by the uh, ex-CTO of Mixi and also uh, uh, ex-director uh, of the uh, NetAge, I mean, uh, Batra Taiga Matsuyama. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, both of them are uh, from the entrepreneur side. So I think their philosophy is kind of help entrepreneurs uh, to grow their business and uh, to work together uh, with the entrepreneurs to make some, something new or innovation happen. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, before uh, first internet bubble or uh, lots of IPOs or uh, M&A exit happened, there were not really many VCs or accelerators backed by the entrepreneur. Right. But uh, most of the uh, VC are, VCs are uh, subsidiary of the huge financial-related companies, right? But uh, after uh, lots of entrepreneurs made success as IPO or M&A exit, they became an uh, investor side. So that's... That is the uh, kind of basic phenomenon uh, happening in the Silicon Valley, but uh, just uh, studied in Japan, I think. So we're just starting to get a, a true group of angel investors right, now. Right, right, right. For example, a famous guy, uh, we call him Ozan, uh, Ozawa-san. Now he is working for the uh, Yahoo. Anyway, he exited uh, his company to Rakuten, and then he utilized his money to invest in Lots of startups. What is the most important trend right now? Uh, means uh, uh, in Japan, one of the uh, luck uh, in terms of the startups or you know such a uh, innovation ecosystem is professional management who are familiar with their IT related industries. So, for example, we have uh, hired management right. in the uh, kind of. Uh, ordinary business or conventional business. It's not a good example, but the uh, Harada-san, who used to uh, be a CEO at the uh, McDonald's, right. and before McDonald's, he used to be a CEO at the uh, Apple Computer Japan, right? Right. So he is acting as a professional management, oh, hired management, right? Okay. And also, uh, recently... So by professional management, you just mean people who are have ex- management experience who can take the company to the next level. Yes. It's important that the, this management talent mm-hmm. is available mm-hmm. to startups. But on the other side, are Japanese founders becoming more willing to turn over their company mm-hmm. to professionals to run? Mm-hmm. But the, I think that phenomenon or the way of thinking or the, way, uh, the value has been changing, I think. Okay. And uh, if... Japan could have a lot more successful entrepreneurs who are willing to be angel investors or who are willing to be more kind of free situation to do lots of things, not to stick with their, our own company. Uh-huh. So that he or she can help lots of people. Well, also, I think that person also becomes a role model yeah, right. for the new entrepreneurs who will say, okay, now it is time to step aside right. and let a professional take over. And right, 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 right. They can move into angel investing yes, and yes. help the next generation. And the, um, that's you know, going to uh, bring the uh, lot server seed money to the young entrepreneurs, right? So 
money, you know, can kind of make a cycle. That's, you know, I, I think that's a wonderful, optimistic note. Is there any other topics that you want to talk about? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me tell you why I started to talk about the failure. Okay. Uh, that is the, uh, in Japan, uh, if uh, entrepreneurs uh, get a loan from the bank, banks require entrepreneurs to be a kind of, I don't know the English uh, technical term, but uh, kind of guarantee yeah. the loan. A guarantor. Right. Yeah. In addition to the uh, company. So if company fails, entrepreneurs must fail. That's why. Anyway, becoming entrepreneurs equal to the, uh, you know, taking such a big risk. Right. So that's why... Uh, People always like to say it's a cultural thing, but isn't that just very natural considering that historically mm -hmm. most startups have been small family operations mm -hmm. who were financed by loans, mm -hmm. but now there's more and more equity financing yeah, available. Yeah, right, right. I think that so, that is, you know, a good thing yeah. to be happening. We, I don't know, culturally or structurally, but there guarantee for the loan of the company is a kind of normal case. That's a really big risk. And if company failed, uh, the entrepreneurs who guaranteed that loan needed to be uh, kind of bankrupt, right? Right. So, but, the, but if that case happened... But even, even bankruptcy in Japan is very different than it is in the U.S. or Europe. It's much harder to declare bankruptcy in Japan and come out clean, and uh -huh. free than uh -huh. it is in the U.S. Uh -huh. So it, it seems that loans and failures can follow you around for a lifetime in Japan. Yeah, right. So that's why it's really big risk. But the problem is people who, you know, uh, experience the, such a tragedy usually don't come out to the uh, kind of society and market. So no one uh, cannot to listen to what's going to be happening when I fail. Young guys are scared about the, uh, what's going on if I uh, you know, failed. And uh, I know that some person, uh, people who once failed on the bankrupt, but they're now they are running their own company. That is, yeah, that is a, a message that needs to get out more, I think. Looking at the startups that you're working with, do most of the young Japanese entrepreneurs view that at failure as like a natural stepping stone or do most of the young entrepreneurs still view that as a, a shameful, tragic thing? The concept for failure is, you know, slowly going to be changing. But the, uh, I think a general case or most of the people still think of the uh, later case kind of shame or, uh, of course, you know, d disappointed, right? Right. Well, everybody's disappointed. Yeah, You've right. put a lot of effort into it. Yes. Like. <laughs> It's, the, it's not shameful. Yeah, but the problem is it's really hard to get back onto the truck. Ah, uh, yeah. If uh, the entrepreneurs who failed are working in the internet-related business, right. so uh, there are the, uh, lots of opportunities to be hired by the you know, successful company and uh, who evaluates uh, his failure. However, if more conventional business. Actually, let me, so let me drill down on that because I didn't know this. So are companies, are internet companies like Rakuten and DNA, mm -hmm. are they willing or are they interested in hiring 
engineers and entrepreneurs whose first startup didn't work out? If entrepreneurs who failed, I mean, uh, even though entrepreneurs failed, but the, so someone is going to hire them, so that is the kind of safety net, right? Right. So it's not such, as risky. Right. So as long as they don't guarantee the loan. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how many people like him are existing at this moment in Japan, but so we need a lot more Akiyama-san, a yeah. lot more Ozawa-san, a lot more Kawada-san. But the fact that they do exist means that younger people can look at them as role models yes. and we will have more of them. Right, right. Uh, let me get back to the, your uh, original question, uh, what I have missed from the changing side. Right. Uh, so I, I, as I told you, I have not anything I missed. I got an interview uh, two years ago about the uh, same question. Uh-huh. How, how uh, Hiroi-san is feeling uh, about the changes your role from the entrepreneurs to the investor. I said, I don't think I'm an investor. Uh, just, you know, told exactly the same thing to tell, you know, tell you. So I, I don't identify myself as an investor. Right. right. And the, uh, also, the expression he said to me is, uh, how you support entrepreneurs or uh, in Japanese shien, shien means support, support right? Yeah. So, but uh, uh, what I say, uh, what I said to him is, I don't like that expression. I don't think I support entrepreneurs. What do you do? I mean, uh, I uh, kind of work together with entrepreneurs to make what he or she wants to happen, uh, I would like also happen. So like, it's uh, not support like Coaching or kind of like uh, you know uh, mentally. So for me, uh, I'm kind of how should I say uh, virtual uh, experience of the uh, starting the uh, new kind of company or business. Right. So uh, you know, of course, you know, but you uh, get to do it many times with different startups. Right. Right. So, but the to establish a company is easy, but uh, to make startups grow. Or continue to manage is really difficult and tough. Yeah. So we cannot do you know lots of tons of you know setups, right? But uh, if I uh, can put small money to the uh, uh, talented entrepreneurs, I can feel like establishing a new uh, business or innovation together with such entrepreneurs. Right. So that is fun to me, and they can do all of the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a an amazing time to be involved with startups in Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think there's this general sense that that things are really changing. People are trying to figure out what the right equation for Japan is. Right, right. You know, it's it's going to be different from Silicon Valley. So we don't have to copy of a Silicon Valley, and we can't. No. Uh, so even though we tried, so we don't have to copy the Silicon Valley. So we mm-hmm. need to create our own style of the innovation and entrepreneurship, right? Excellent. Well, listen, thanks for sitting down and talking to us. Uh, my pleasure. All right. Your question under your uh, theme, remember to me uh, what was my purpose and why I screwed up. <laughs> so I should uh, have written those things to my uh, second book. All right, there you go. So I think, you know, the uh, I... Uh, published the, uh, my second book about the failure, right? Right. Yeah. But I forgot to 
mention that point. <laughs> I'll see maybe next time. Okay, we're back. Listen, if you want to see the links and the resources that Iku and I talked about during the interview, or if you want to get in touch with him on social media, check out the links and resources section on the website. You can find this post at disruptingjapan.com slash show 004. And as always, the complete text of the show will be the first comment on the post. So join in the conversation at disruptingjapan.com. Leave a comment. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do it at feedback at disruptingjapan.com. This is Disrupting Japan. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for joining us.